His Morning Crew with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I kind of feel like postcards may be a dying experience. The I don't understatement. Know if send them. Yeah, people don't really send yeah. them much anymore. Unless you're Sarah. She lives in Savannah. Her dad has been sending her a postcard every day since she left for college back in 1995. There's a whole lot of talk about gardening and football. And sometimes he talks about his trip to the podiatrist and his special shoes he has to wear. And while the content of the postcards can seem unimportant at times, Sarah's dad says he has a very important reason for writing his four kids these daily postcards for so many years. You know, if your life gets tough and it's nice to know somebody loves you no matter what. Oh, dad of the year right there. He's yeah. mailed nearly 20,000 postcards. How yep. long has he been doing this? Since 95. 95, mm -hmm. wow. That's yeah. a lot of postcards and a lot of love that he's sending out. Wow, last postcard I sent, that was 11. <laughs> I don't even know who I sent it to. 1955? No, 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 no. <laughs> How much was a stamp back then? You didn't need stamps. You just put them out there. People take them. <laughs> they just send them right along, right? Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. I've really been getting into this devotional, Be Still My Soul. It's reflections on living the Christian life from Elizabeth Elliot. And let me tell you, her life is amazing. Yeah, she's got an incredible story. She spent a couple of years as a missionary to the tribe in Ecuador that was responsible for ending her husband's life. That's something. Yeah. I mean, what a life that she has. And she knows exactly what she's talking about in the second chapter of that book I was just telling you about. It's about acceptance and peace and the choice that we have. I mean, just think about the life that she's led. Uh, she just passed away like a couple of years ago. And she says you have a choice. And in the second chapter that's called Acceptance and Peace, she talks about the choices, like choose your attitude and choose to offer your pain to God. God, choose to renew your commitment to him and choose to do the next thing. And then she points out 2 Corinthians 12, 10, and I love this scripture. That's why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in results, in hardships and persecutions and difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 10. And that's straight out of the book, Be Still My Soul Reflections on Living the Christian Life, which you can win from his radio. Yeah, it's so neat scrolling through and reading what people are leaving as a comment because in order to win the book, you have to answer the question, what have you given up or are you willing to give up in order to follow Christ? I think you'll be blessed just by reading the responses from some people. And if you'd like to win the book, just go right on over to the Facebook page at Allison's telling you about that's our his radio facebook page we can even link it to you to make it easier for you at hisradio.com. mornings with his morning crew there is a wonderful story about a cat rescue this one was 50 feet down the well in a well oh 50 feet that's a that's quite a far drop for a little cat oh mm -hmm. i'm so However, sorry and uh it happened in anderson county the anderson county technical rescue and the west pelzer firefighters all were out working at it they were working at this for hours hours for this little cat i don't know how they know noodles down there 
you know, whether Lassie was there saying, the cat fell down the well, instead of Timmy this time. It's just from my childhood, sorry. So, uh, <laughs> but it took them hours, and they finally pulled this cat up. The cat, of course, was a little startled. The guy who went down, they lowered a guy down into the well, 50 feet, and it's a tight squeeze. He wore some protective gear because, you know, cats are not excited <laughs> when they get oh, rescued. Oh, yeah. So they took it to a... Uh, he wasn't full of snuggles and kisses? <laughs> no, he wasn't saying, thank you, thank you, sir. But uh, they took it to the uh, emergency vet place and uh, made sure everything was fine. And everything's okay. Everything I'm, is fine. I was going to say this, but I think that cat may have saved a child's life. Because oh. it let people know that that well that's dangerous Look was at there. that. Mm. Well done. <laughs> Way to go, cat. What kind of cat hangs out in your house? Get it? House cat. I got it. What kind of cat hangs out in the alley? Alley cat. What kind of cat is a chocolate candy bar? Kitty cat. Kitty cat. Yeah. What kind of cat are you? What kind of cat are you? Tell me, tell me true. Hey, what kind of cat are you? I'll give you those clues. What kind of cat are you? More than just pretty voices. Right at this moment, while we're sipping our coffee and complaining about Starbucks, on the other side of the world... <laughs> There's a story behind that. A local mom is fulfilling a lifelong dream. Isn't that cool? I'm, I mean, right at this moment, she's competing in the Olympics. Her name is Beatrice Poyu, and she's representing Romania on the bobsled team. She's a track and field athlete, but the timing was never right for her to compete in the Summer Olympics because in 2012, she was pregnant with her son. And then in 2016, she got injured right mm. before the Olympics. So she thought she'd never get another chance to compete in the Olympics. She thought she put that behind her. And then when we went to Romania this summer, the bobsled uh, coach was after her once more. And she said she will give it a try. You guys, she she had never done the bobsled. She had to learn it from scratch. So she spent six months training nonstop. And her husband, Daniel, who you just heard his voice, and two kids, they're cheering her on from their home in James Island. I'm sure right now they are just going nuts for their mommy. Well, her nine-year-old daughter, Jessica, has been talking about her mom so much at school that her friends tell her, you've told me this a thousand times. I know your mom's in the Olympics. But she's just so proud. She can't stop talking about that it. That is awesome. You keep talking about it. I know. Your mom. I mean, I'd be proud. That's, that's just too awesome. At this moment, I wonder how it is. So Those exciting. things go fast. I saw one the other night. They go like 70, 80, 85 miles an hour down that box wow. slide. Yeah. About 140, 140 mile an hour. I'm sorry, Jen. <laughs> 150. Yeah. Oh. His morning crew. I think Jim's hungry. He mentioned something about goldfish, but I don't know what he means. Well, I'm just disturbed that every time I go for a walk in the neighborhood, down the sidewalk, there's always fish laying around. What's goldfish? It's laying on the sidewalk. Kids eating snacks or spilling it? No, real goldfish. Huh? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> However, for Dan McCorkle, this happened to happen. It just happened to happen. A big goldfish. You know, what do they call it? Koi? The koi? The, or in the, uh, oh, yeah, the Asian ponds. Yeah, they're just big goldfish. Those big goldfish, like if you're at the boardwalk in Myrtle yeah. Beach and you see them in the water, those big honking things? Right. Well, he found one laying on the sidewalk. <laughs> and uh, he looked and realized, hey, that thing is still alive. And I thought, this thing is probably like dead. But then it did that little whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> what? Whoop, whoop. 
whoop when I thought he is alive. It's alive! <laughs> if it goes whoop, 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 it's alive. Gotcha. You know, fishes and mouths are going whoop, whoop. Oh, is that what he's talking about? Yeah, whoop, whoop. So, uh, he being a, a lovely uh, person, tried to save the fish. So he put it in like a dog dish nearby. It's the only thing with water in it. He ended up putting it in like a cooler or something like that with water in it. And then the, he and his wife put it out in the uh, one of those neighborhood uh, next door uh, thingies. App. App. Thank you. And just to see, hey, anybody missing a goldfish? <laughs> That's something funny. you see a lot. And then one of the neighbors happened to see this and said, hey, I have one of those ponds with them. And she checked. There was one missing. She said, hey, it might it might be mine. Her name is Deborah Triplett. She lives two blocks away. Sure enough, it was hers. They brought it over there, delivered it. How did it get there, you asked? How did it get it was there? a bird or something. Yeah. They just figured a bird came along, snatched it out of there, and, and the fish just kind of wiggled its way out and escaped onto the sidewalk. <laughs> but the bird is okay. The bird, the bird we don't know. <laughs> the bird it doesn't know. You're really well, worried was, about the bird? I am, because that poor thing's hungry. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What a yeah. tale this is. Oh, I think something's fishy myself. <laughs> His morning crew. Anything worth doing is worth doing well, right? I know you guys live by that. Is that true? And that includes cleaning basketball court floors. I want to introduce you to this guy. His name is Meng Fai. He shot to fame because of the way he cleans courts for China's National Basketball League. I personally think he's more fun to watch than the players, but, you know, I'm not a huge sports fan. Uh, but it's his responsibility to wipe up the sweat and spit and whatever gets on a court floor during the game. Yeah, it's ew, but he does it so well. And here's the amazing thing. He's a volunteer. Yeah, he doesn't even get paid really to do this job. He's just 24 years old and he's a high school dropout. But he really had this dream and he's just going for it. And when he dreams even bigger, he hopes to work with the NBA. And the NBA has actually noticed him and reached out to him. So I think his dream is going to be achieved. So what does he do to clean the floor? I mean, he rushes out to the court with a towel and very quickly and vigorously and energetically uh, wipes up whatever mess is on there. And then he hustles back to the sidelines so he can get out of the way for the players to continue the game. Just with a simple towel. Mm -hmm. He's made that kind of impact. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Because you can tell by watching him, he cares about his role in all of this. Sure, he's not the one on the free throw line, but he he doesn't think that means he's any less important. There's a lesson there. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lesson there. If you're passionate about it and you do it, you get noticed. It's just, it's fun to watch him because it's, it's almost like he's out there while they're playing. You know, he's just, <laughs> and he's gone. Mm -hmm. Good for him. He's keeping the players safe. Like Everybody's ninja. safe. It's like a ninja out there. He is, yeah. He's gone. The, the basketball cleaning court ninja? Yeah, that's him. Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Try it, buy it. What should you do? Why not ask his morning crew? It's a crew review. It's a crew review. It's a crew review. Hey, dear, his morning crew. I'm really interested in my genealogy, but I know there are many ways of going about this, so I was wondering if any if you have any experience in this type of thing, let me know. Gina of Greenville. Oh, I, it turns out none of us have any experience, right? We've Not never sent 
here. away for our DNA uh, information. Well, genealogy is the second most popular hobby in America after gardening. What? Did you know that? No. So I, I thought it'd be roller derby. Gardening and then <laughs> ancestry stuff, huh? Yeah. Wow. Weird. So I thought it'd be cool if we tried this out and sent away for our results. So we can find out that Jim is really royalty. Yes. So we know that. So we've got these My Heritage kits, and we're gonna do this live on the air. So it comes with a, a couple of swabs. So take out a swab, you guys. Swab. Do not put that in your ear, Jim man. <laughs> even though it does look like a Q-tip. Too late. Ooh. Does the wax work? I got DNA in there. <laughs> you got you don't have much in there. in there. All right. So uh, it's coming rub, out the other side of his head. <laughs> rub it on your cheek. Okay. On the inside, do we? Do we just pick a side? Oh, you have two. You got to do one on one side and one on the other. What did you say? <laughs> How long do we do this? I feel like I'm at the dentist. 30 seconds, I think? Is yeah. anyone keeping track of time here? No. Yes. <laughs> We've only been in 10 seconds. Okay. <laughs> so. I know. You're used to this, Rob, since you've been to the dentist quite yeah, a bit. Yeah. Well, I saw that your little boy was at the dentist yesterday. He was at the dentist. He did a great job. Did he have cavities? Uh-uh. Uh no, no cavities. No cavities? <laughs> I'm getting numb now. Uh -huh. Okay, you think that's good enough? No, we only ran in 25 seconds. Wow. What if so, I don't have any DNA? They just, well, I wouldn't doubt it. You all sort of slobber because of virus. Uh -huh. I know, it's getting a little slobbery oh, yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> I killed a good 45 seconds. I, I think that's good. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm watching the time. <laughs> Uh, so we couldn't eat or drink for 30 minutes before we did this. That's horrible. Uh, Jim's been kind of shaky. Uh, okay, we're good. <laughs> so we put it in this little thing. Should I wipe it off? No. And then you snap it off. <sighs> okay. All right. And then seal it. Oh. Put that cap back on. And then you have a biohazard bag. That's funny. Put it in your biohazard bag. Oh, did anyone else have bubbles coming out of theirs? Ew. No. Oh, Why is yours turning brown? <laughs> That's weird. Okay, so we're going to do the other side here. We're going to send this off and then what? Four to six weeks and we'll find out what in the world we are? Yes. What in the world we are? Well, I'm a mutt. I have no... I, you're you know, a human. I'm, I'm orphaned, so this is like going to be eye-opening, I think. Are you excited? Do you have any idea know. what your heritage is? No. So you don't know. I know I know my grandmother on my mom's side, I don't know anything about my dad's side, was from Germany. Okay. Because her last name was Kraus. Oh, this is going to be so, so fascinating. That's all I, know. I'm, I hope none of us are related. Oh, that'd be weird. Rob, Allison, and Jim. I have not been to the movies forever. I think uh, Gone with the Wind was the last thing was out. Okay, no, that's not true. But uh, I have not been to the movies. I know you guys go to the movies all the time, right? Once a year for me. All right. Oh, mm -hmm. Star Wars. Yeah, Once that's a year. it. <laughs> I only see little kid movies. Paddington 2 is really cute. Oh, okay. Let me write that one down. Well, there's a movie out called Black Panther, and it's like all the rage, all the rage. Everyone's going. It's just like breaking all kinds of records. Yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, well, there is a, a, a video going viral on Twitterland. Did I say that right? Sure. <laughs> this, these two people were trying to get in, you know, on a two-for-one kind of thing. They were just being funny, basically. I mean, okay. it was obvious it was not the way it is, but they had, like, a trench coat and a almost like a, uh, like a Pink Panther hat. 
and, and it was it was two kids or teenagers I think but you know one was sitting on top of the other's shoulders and they had this big trench coat over them. Oh, so there's like one like in the old cartoons yeah like a, do that a, stuff. one eight foot person yeah <laughs> they didn't stick out in the crowd or anything but they had a mob of people around them with their phones out just <laughs> laughing and taking pictures I'm sure obviously they didn't get away with it no oh, good but the but the movie people were like oh this is funny but you're gonna have to get down we can't let you in until you get down for safety reasons you know oh yeah and they had the buy two tickets but uh, it was it was rather humorous so they went to see the black panther is what you said yeah have i you hear to see that? that no i haven't i'm waiting for red box because that's what i can afford it's but from i Marvel, hear it's right? amazing Marvel? Mm -hmm. okay yeah i don't even know what it's about it's just like it's superhero. Never mind. His morning crew. Thinking about a time that you probably were distracted and you ran into something. Mm. Sliding glass door, a door, a, a pole on a sidewalk. Okay, so so Jason Roy, who's the lead singer of... Yeah, this group. Building 429. I don't know if you saw his Twitter the other day, but he was backstage right before a concert. And... Um, <laughs> He posted this about being distracted. I was walking around this corner doing my Bible thing. And I was looking down and my face somehow, even though I'm this tall, hit that. Okay, so let me tell you what that is. It's one of those white wire closet hangers, like a shelf. Yeah. You know, so he... Um, it was on a wall just out in the middle of nothing, you know? Mm. So he rounded the corner. He's looking at his Bible. He hits the thing. He's got this big scratch on the side of his head. He's lucky he didn't that. poke his eye out. I know. <laughs> well, God was protecting him there. Yeah, it was the exact height of his eye, in mm. fact. But, uh, yeah, it's just little, in fact, it's the ends that stuck out that are the metal part, which uh, doesn't give away much when you run into it. Mm -mm. I don't know by experience. I'm just I'm saying. I'm sure. Ouch. Yeah. I don't run into things. When did when did you? What did you run into? Sliding glass door. Come on, dude. I, I've never Come run on. into a sliding glass What'd door. What did you run into? I haven't run into anything. Yes, you have. I am an alert Allison man. Allison has. She I will have. confess. I can understand that, but I'm very alert. <laughs> My old house, the uh, laundry was in the basement, and it was like an unfinished basement, and there was this big, I guess it would be like a sewer pipe, you know, that came from the bathroom up above, and I was like all in a hustle. I'm cleaning the house. I got energy. I'm doing this, and I turned, and I walked right into the pipe, and I nearly knocked myself out. I've done that like maybe once or twice a month, not a sewer <laughs> pipe. My first experience, I was in high school, and I was playing football in this open field with a lot of friends. I caught the ball. I turned around, smacked into a tree. Ow. It knocked me out. Oh, no. Which explains a lot, you know. <laughs> okay, okay, that's it. Mornings with his morning crew. Catching up with one of our Rob's Big Losers today at the Eastside Family YMCA. She's on Erica from the Living Rooms team, and it's Veronica. You know what, Veronica? What is it like being on Erica's team? I mean, I'm so curious. It's so amazing. Erica's so nice. I met her the night of the rally, and she was just so welcoming. She came over. She gave me a big hug. She was asking me questions, and I just felt so comfortable with her, and she left us little treats, and she just makes us feel really special. You know, she does that here, too. I never leave a treat. I don't know what to do to that, you know? <laughs> Now, Veronica, you've been very open about your struggle with depression, and you came to this point about two years ago where you're sitting on a, on the porch, and you just said this desperate prayer to God to help you change your life. How has that prayer been answered? 
I mean, my life is just completely different than it was when I was sitting on that porch. I mean, I was literally outside because I just was inside and I just felt so trapped. And I didn't understand at the time that it was more like I was entrapped inside myself and I was entrapped inside all the sin and all the things that I had put around me. And I just, I had to go outside. And this prayer came from somewhere that I don't even feel like it was really me. I feel like it was more the Holy Spirit saying this prayer, like, girl, you gotta get it together. And my life has just completely changed. I mean, I have a job that I love. I work for a Christian company. Um, I have a church family that absolutely loves me. I work with the youth. I mean, just complete, you know, 180 from where I was. Yeah, I saw your post about the youth group and the Valentine's Day party and dinner that happened, and you forgot to bring some healthy snacks, you said. Oh, yes. Oh, that was fun, let me tell you. <laughs> what happened? There was pizza, there was brownies, there was cake. It was just so much temptation. But um, I just, you know, I was like, I can't do this because then I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to tell those people who are reading my blog that I ate bad. And it's great because it, it holds me accountable. You know, I don't want somebody to be watching me and be like, oh, well, she fell, I'm going to fall. So that gave me the strength, like, okay, I just got to eat a little bit of chicken and, you know, just snack on some things that I know are healthy. So how's it going so far? It's been great. Um, I've been working out about five times a week and, you know, just eating really clean. I've been doing mostly salads and chicken and, you know, eating my snacks in between. Let's take a trip back in time to November. You got okay. a shirt from your cousin. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that shirt. Oh, let me tell you about this shirt. So when I first took it out the bag, I was like, oh, this is a really pretty striped shirt. And I looked at the size and I was like, okay, come on, like, this is a little big for me, you know? But I was just like, okay, you know, it'll look nice. So fast forward to Christmas, I hadn't tried it on, and I just decided, hey, I'm in a rush, I'm just gonna put that striped shirt on. And I went to put it on, and I mean, not even to here, not even to my shoulders. I like could barely put my hands inside the holes. And I just felt so defeated. I was just like, are you kidding me? Did you really let yourself get this big that this shirt doesn't fit you? And it just, it made my Christmas so sad. And, and what then, about now? You've got, did you put that thing on yet? Yes. Since then, and? Well, well, I haven't wore it out, but I did put it on a day that I kind of was beating myself up a little bit. I was like, man, Veronica, you've been working out so hard. You've been eating so clean and there's just no change. Like there's nothing going on. And I just heard this little voice like put on the shirt. And I haven't thought about this shirt since since I tried to put it on in Christmas. It's not like it's been in the back of my head. And I was like, I don't even know where it's at in my closet. And it was like, God just took me straight to the shirt. And I took it and, and I still heard a voice like, oh, it's not gonna fit you, it's not gonna fit you. And I was like, well, let me just try it on. And I tried it on and it fit. And I mean, I yelled so loud. My mom <laughs> came from the kitchen and she was like, what's going on? And I was like, it fits, it fits. And my mom didn't really know what was happening because, you know, those are not the kind of stories that you tell people. You know, that's kind of just stuff that you keep to yourself. So I kind of told her the story and she was like, as excited as I was, we were like jumping around like, it's it, it's it. <laughs> we are so excited right along with you. Veronica, what a great job that you're doing. Follow Veronica. She blogs regularly on the Rob's Big Losers blog. You can get there at hisradio.com. And if you would like to start your own journey, Go to hisradio.com or text the word workout to 800-447-7234. We'll get you started on your way, and you can be a Rob's Big Loser. His Morning Crew. Last... <laughs>
I can't believe I'm going to just say this. Hmm. Last time I ran into something, Allison and Jim don't know this. What? We were broadcasting from the Museum of the Bible. Was that October? Yeah, it's October, I think so. November. Mm-hmm. Museum of the Bible has a lot of glass doors. <laughs> what did you do? You already know. <laughs> Right to a glass door. So the Museum of the Bible does have a mark of my forehead on it <laughs> on the fourth floor, just to let you know. I won't even tell you what Allison did at the Museum of yeah. the Bible. But she did do something. So we've been talking about those things that you um, run into that you can laugh about later at 800-447-7234. Well, we heard from... Oh, Sonia. I want to read this one, Jim. Okay. When I was in grade school, I was walking to the teacher's desk, and I ran into her desk, slipped, and raked everything off her desk, including her coffee. No. The story gets worse. That coffee fell onto her Bible, which was her prized possession because it was given to her by her deceased father. Ouch. I know. Oh. Yeah, you don't forget that one. Wow. Well, we heard from Matt. He says, my wife has a decorative glass ball, ball that has been hanging near her dining room table for 12 years every time every single time it gets me right in the head even after 12 years <laughs> i know slow learner kaylee is with us at 800-447-7234 okay if i remember this right you're out springtime on the lake what happened the fun thing to do at the lake when the lake water isn't too hot to try to reach up and see how close you can get to touch the bridge as you're going under the bridge real slow with no wake right so this one time i was probably 14 i decided the water was a little too hot i didn't judge it and as my dad's going under the bridge i was like oh i can actually touch and before i could even say touch smack brick bridge right in the forehead down cold on the boat my mom freaking out you know, gets me back alert, and she's like, don't you ever do that again. You know that it's been raining all week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, she didn't have, like, she had sympathy for me while I was out cold. But as soon as I woke up, she went into mom mode. It was like, no. <laughs> Mornings with Rob, Allison, and Jim. Maybe you've seen it or done it yourself. You could be walking downtown, looking at the phone. Boom, telephone poles there out of nowhere. Smack! You hit it! I did. Uh, 800-447-7234. Has that ever even happened to you? Go ahead, confess. Tell the story. The calls and texts are coming in. We heard from Elizabeth that I once walked into a display of mannequins at Macy's. That's embarrassing. Mannequins? Mm. <laughs> they wouldn't move. No. <laughs> Ashley says, I ran into a pole in sixth grade when I wasn't paying attention, broke two of my teeth in half, and had to get fake teeth implanted on the remaining bits of those teeth. No. Ow. Oh, you poor thing. Aaron's along with us. How about you, Aaron? A couple of years ago. I was uh, bringing my daughter to school. She had a huge science project, and we brought in all the material, and I was parked in the main parking area for drop-off. And so I had to walk back out after we brought everything in and park my car in no more of a permanent parking. And as I'm walking back to her classroom, I turned around to arm my car. And uh, as I turned back around to look where I'm walking, I went, wham! flat into the flagpole and it almost knocked me out <laughs> and it, it hit me so hard square in the head that it twisted my glasses oh no and i and all these people are lined up in line getting ready to drop off their kids and i'm like looking back on 
Yeah, I just guaranteed that everybody saw what I did right now. <laughs> but you were okay. Oh yeah, I I ended up fine. It was I was more embarrassed than anything else. So. <laughs> oh. Rob, Allison, and Jim. Ow. Oh. I ran into the microphone. You all right? I was not paying attention. Did I leave Mark? Just a little bit. Just how I was born. It's Rob, Allison, and Jim, his morning crew here on his radio. No, for real. You've probably run into something before. Sliding glass door, a tree, a telephone pole. I don't know. Your car window? I don't know. But it could be something at 800-447-7234. And we're hearing some stories. The calls and texts are coming in. Speaking of cars, that reminds me of Jules' text. She said when she was about 12, her brother was chasing her with a turtle. I was running from him, and I ran into a parked car and knocked myself out because I was so afraid of turtles. Turtles. Uh, they're dangerous, those I hope turtles. you overcome that fear. They'll track you down. I like Rachel. She says, uh, uh, I could be looking right at something and still run into it. God knew what he was doing when he put me in a wheelchair. You're not graceful, child. Sit down. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Do you want me to clean your glasses? <laughs> what a great attitude she has. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why do you look so confused, Jim? <laughs> I don't, you're all staring at me. <laughs> okay, here's Ken. What about you, Ken? I pulled up uh, to pay for gas because the gas pump reader was broken. I had seen a rock, but I thought I had pulled up far enough away because I hit the rock as I was stepping out of my van, tripped over it, and hit glass door of the business. <laughs> when I did, I shattered the tempered glass. No! Dude. He did. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even get a concussion. If I got a concussion, it was so mild that nobody knew it. His morning crew. The things that you've walked into, like I'll tell you, at the Apple home office, everything is glass. The doors, the walls, everything. Employees look at their phones, bam, right into the walls. Oh. They're putting up sticky notes to stay out of the way. A sticky note will solve the problem. Yeah, evidently mm -hmm. it is for them. But how about you at 800-447-7234? Well, Melissa doesn't work at Apple, but she used to work at KB Toys. Do you remember that place? I do remember that. She was in the back room, and <laughs> she ran in into a fire extinguisher it went off and she says my nose and eyes stung for hours wow. <laughs> that's pretty bad well rachel says when i was in college i was at a christmas party there were friends who were calling me ditzy i got mad and yelled at them that i'm not ditzy turned around and smacked my head right into a glass door <laughs> oh humbling <laughs> i'm sorry rachel <laughs> okay david how about you man all right so this is 40 years ago and I've never forgotten it. I was living in Rochester, New York. I was hanging out with a couple of my buddies in a shopping plaza. Had bought a cork bottle. It was a glass bottle, so it tells you how long ago it was, of soda. And we're walking along through this plaza. Some girls went driving by in a car. And I was trying to smooth on them and walk right into a metal pole. Mm -hmm. And the bottle went flying out of my hands and smashed on the sidewalk, and the girls lost their mind. <laughs> Are you okay? Oh, I'm well. His ego is bruised. I don't know if I'm okay or not, but I don't think I had any permanent damage from that. <laughs>